Hello and welcome to the Ghosts and Folklore podcast. I'm Mark Rees, and on each episode, I investigate a different, weird, and wonderful subject. And on this episode, this Halloween special, we are all going on a ghost hunt. Yes, I will be leaving the studio, and I'm taking you and a group of Wales's greatest ghost hunters to a supposedly haunted location for a suitably spooky paranormal investigation where witnesses have reported hearing things, feeling things, and even seeing things. What better way to celebrate All Hallows' Eve, or as we call it here in Wales, Norse Kalan Gaev. And so... To begin at the beginning, and I should begin by explaining how this episode is going to work, because it's not going to be like a regular episode, and I'm not going to just record an entire ghost hunt and play it back to you, because, frankly, that would be the most boring podcast ever, just hours and hours of people hanging around in dark rooms, not saying much. So, Instead, much like other ghost hunts I've recorded, I try and do one or two of these each year. You are going to hear interviews and updates from me throughout the investigation. I will be speaking to the owner of the premises. I will be speaking to some of the experts joining us. And I will be speaking to some of the team to bring you updates throughout the evening so you know exactly what is or what isn't going on. And if anything exciting does happen, if we do capture anything potentially paranormal or even if it's just funny, those clips will be played to you as and when they happen. And this probably goes without saying, but I should get my excuses in now. But apologies if some of the sound quality on this episode isn't great because we are going to be walking around a darkened, supposedly haunted location. Some areas, the cellars, the attics maybe, are not going to be perfectly suited for capturing crisp, clear audio. So you might hear some background noise, some voices might be louder than others, you might get some humming, you might even pick up on some ghostly voices that were missed at the time. And if that's the case, if you are sitting there listening to this on headphones and you hear some strange noises that aren't mentioned by myself or the team, please let us know. And talking about the team, I should introduce them all to you and reveal the location before we get underway. And we are heading to Swansea, the city of Swansea. And more specifically, we are going to a historical pub or modern day live music venue, which, to the best of my knowledge, has not featured on any other podcast, TV show, film, whatever media you might be consuming, this is the first recorded investigation at the bunkhouse on Park Street that's just off the Kingsway in Swansea. Now, the bunkhouse, as it is today, is an amazing live music venue. Lots 
of Turing Act's stop off there. As I was planning this investigation, for example, I noticed I Hate God and Raging Speedhorn were stopping off there on their UK tour, and very appropriately, on Halloween weekend, a couple of days after this episode goes out, they're having a visit from Ghosted, which is a ghost tribute band, which means if anyone goes to the bunkhouse on Halloween weekend, while you might not necessarily see a ghost, you can certainly buy a ticket to see ghost or or ghosted i should specify now joining me on this investigation is a crack team of hand-picked investigators especially assembled for this mission and they include somebody who deserves a special thank you for all of their help with this and that is the filmmaker ant jones who frankly did all of the hard work to make this possible they suggested the venue they arranged the time and date with the venue and even helped me out with my audio for this episode and best of all ant was indeed there in his capacity as a filmmaker and while i was recording this podcast he was also busy filming at the same time sometimes we were filming and recording the same things at other times we were off doing our own things so we both had slightly different experiences and i will be telling you at the end of this episode how you can watch Ant's finished video, which will be online this Halloween, if you can handle any more. If this episode doesn't terrify you to the point where you can't take any more, that will be available on Halloween. I'll tell you how to watch it later. Now, also joining us were two experts of the field, two very good friends of mine, again, with decades and decades of experience in paranormal investigation. And they are also something of regulars on this podcast. They've popped up several times over the years. And if you've ever been to any of my live events or live shows, Ghosts of Wales Live, there's a good chance you've bumped into them and seen them at work because, frankly, I'm constantly asking them for help. And they are Sarah and Leanne from Cymru Paranormal. Sarah and Leanne from Cymru Paranormal, who will be giving us their expert opinions on what, if anything, happens throughout the evening. We will also have the amazing Jordan with us, the business owner, the very kind business owner, who opened his doors and led us in to investigate And this was when it was closed to the public. This was overtime. This was going above and beyond. And he can also tell us some of the eerie accounts that other people have experienced whilst in the venue. And last but not least, finally, rounding off the team of six. And if you listened to the last episode, the last Halloween special, you know exactly who this is going to be. But completing the party is my good friend and fellow cultural writer chris cara who unlike the rest of the team i think it's fair to say is not a paranormal expert in fact he's quite the opposite he is a paranormal novice chris is joining us on his first ghost hunt ever which i think will give quite a fascinating insight into what's going on you've got 
the tired old hacks like me who've done this a million times now, and you've got Chris on his very first investigation. And with all of the formalities out of the way, all of that boring explanation stuff over and done with, we can now get on with the good stuff. And the first person I am going to speak to is going to be Chris himself to find out how he's feeling before that first ghost hunt. Is he having second thoughts? Is he wishing he'd never said yes to it now that the day has arrived? Well, let us find out and let us summon him to the podcast. Is anybody there? Chris Cara, can you hear me? Right, Chris, welcome back to the Ghosts and Folklore podcast again. Your third appearance now, two two uh, episodes in a row, and we're about to go into the bunkhouse in Swansea for your first ever paranormal investigation the team are all here are you excited yeah i am kind of excited i'm uh, i'm ready for this uh, i've i've been here before but uh for uh food when they used to do food and uh i i've kind of been into the pub area but never into the cellar uh and never seen anything spooky so, but yeah i'm excited looking forward to it so you've never seen anything spooky and when you were here in the past i'm assuming you had a, a a pleasant time and there was nothing nothing untoward no no chills up your spine no icy hands grabbing your neck no the only thing icy was the uh, beer which was uh, great <laughs> otherwise <laughs> yeah. there was no uh, yeah nothing uh, out of the ordinary as far as i remember i've been in for a while but when you do go in it's quite a nice friendly atmosphere when you actually walk in i said who knows what goes on in like if there's an attic or, or in the cellar but uh, yeah otherwise nice place so we're gonna pop inside and last question chris before we get in there and get this underway what are your expectations of this is there anything you hope will will happen you'll see here what would be a successful ghost hunt for you yeah i think anything anything small uh, something big would be brilliant actually seeing a ghost would be fantastic but i, I you know who, who knows whether that's going to happen but just uh, i don't know something that suggests that uh it's all real I, i'd love that i'm quite open-minded as i said so um I'm, I'm going in skeptical because you know i i, I am a bit skeptical but you know i'm open-minded so I have got no expectation. I think that's the long way of saying that. Well, Chris, as I always say, everyone should be sceptical to begin with. You go in trying to disprove things, not prove things. And if you can't yeah. disprove them, that's when the good stuff happens. And I should say I've done hundreds of these now. I've yet to see a full ghost appear. But maybe now you've asked for it outside the building. Maybe if there's anyone listening, maybe they'll appear, especially for beginner's luck, Chris. Beginner's luck. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll see something. But let's, uh, let, 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 let's get in there. Let, let's get this underway and we'll catch up at the end. You now join me live from the bunkhouse in Swansea, coming to you live from, from the bunkhouse in Swansea, or, or rather from outside the bunkhouse in Swansea, I should say. Everyone has arrived, everyone is inside getting ready, uh, setting up cameras and equipment and stuff. I'm I'm not, I'm outside, I'm loitering outside, I'm skiving, I'm skiving because because I'm talking to you, of course. You're you're my excuse for not helping them inside but i thought it would be good to start by um setting the scene for you to let you know what's going on because obviously you can't see you're just listening to this on on, on a podcast but i i should start by saying the the bunkhouse from the outside does not look uh particularly creepy it does not look dark and dingy it's not 
a dive bar uh, at all. I mean, it feels quite nice. It's got these big airy windows. It's freshly painted, or it look it looks freshly painted. Look, I mean, it just it just looks like a nice place, a nice place for live music, a nice place to stop, uh, you know, for, for for a drink on a night out. But as we're about to find out, there is, by all accounts, also a darker side, as 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 it were. We are going to start by having a quick chat with Jordan uh, because Jordan has some accounts from uh, members of staff and members of public who believe they've in- encountered uh, well, it, well I'll find out myself now quite soon but encountered something encountered things uh, within within this building so that's where we're at I'm, I'm outside now in a few seconds I'll be back inside and the next time you hear me or the next voice you hear it's going to be me and Jordan talking about the history of the place and talking about some of those spooky accounts that have happened in the recent past let's go inside Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the place? Uh, yeah, so um, it was built in the late 1950s by Worthington to replace what we believe was a former uh, public house on the on the premises that was destroyed with, through the Blitz. It, it was the called the Swan when it opened up until the early 90s, I believe. Then it got turned into an Irish bar. Um, and it just changed hands consistently over the next like 25 years and I've been here now for five years so yeah. So you know the, the place pretty well mm-hmm. and you hear some of the stories about what may or may not be going on in the cellar. What, yeah. what can you tell us about the ghost stories going on down there? So I first got approached by somebody who used to live here, his family used to have the swan, uh, they used to live above when there was flats above and he was telling me when I first opened it he was like have you ever felt anything in the building blah 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 I was like well funny enough yes but I passed it off and then over like the next year or two then um, I had staff reporting to me like they'd be in the cellar they'd feel um, someone touching them from behind like touching their shoulder and so on and so forth and they'd feel like an energy down there they'd hear people down there they'd hear like a man down there and everything and then it got to a point then where even a lot of my staff wouldn't go down on their own without somebody going down there they never felt anything bad in the cellar, but they'd always feel an energy every time they go down there, especially in where the kegs are and stuff. They just constantly feel things like people brushing past them and and stuff like that, and just hear like a, a male voice and and whatnot, thinking that I was down there, but no, I wasn't. So, male voice? Any, any idea what they were saying? Just just ran, ramblings, really. Yeah, nothing nothing major. Um, like my staff would go down there now and they'd make a point to start speaking out loud just to say that they're in the cellar and and stuff like that so yeah and has there been because if this is all in the cellars so this is all off limits to the public mm-hmm. i guess that means as far as the customers are concerned they'd be oblivious to all this would they of course yeah yeah 100 percent. So. yeah yeah they'd uh they'd, we did have um a few months ago there was a there was a woman in here and she was like she was in the corridor uh, over there and she was like I can feel something in here but underneath me do you mind if I is it a cell or anything in the garden I said yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so she went down to the cell and she, she came back up and she was white she was like I like don't like what's down there at all so, so. What, was that almost like some kind of psychic sense say then she had some kind of I believe so yeah yeah she had, like a, she, she had a feeling when she was in the corridor yeah and when she came up white did she sort of give any explanation about what it she just didn't like the feeling there she said it, it felt bad it felt like there was a lot of um, there was a lot of stories she said in the, in the cellar so hmm excellent 
And there's a team on the way today mm -hmm. to have a quick look there with their technical devices. Has anyone else looked in the past for anything down there? And are you open to what they might find? From what I've been, nothing since I've, I've been here for five years now and I've never had anything like come here. Um, there was a bar here a few years prior to me and I believe they did bring um, investigations group into, into the cellar. Um, not too sure on the outcome of it, but I, you know, I do know there was a group that brought down here. Excellent. And you mentioned before we started recording that this pub used to be called the Two Nicks. It did, yes. Yeah. So from what the history we've looked into it, there was um, a pub across the road called the Old Swan, and this was called the Swan and Two Nicks, um, which we, you know, we've only recently found out about. So um, as, as you've just heard um, fr from, from Jordan there, a, a lot has been reported here and the vast majority of it has been um, associated with the cellar. So of course, that is exactly where we're going to start our investigation. And this, this goes without saying again, I guess, but of course the cellar is off limits to the public. Jordan has very sort of kindly um, given us access to the cellar um, uh, specifically for this. I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> Trying, trying to walk down these steps and and record and 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 talk um isn't the most sensible thing I've, I've ever done if you hear a crash it's gone horribly wrong um but i'm i've i've i'm at the bottom you, uh, you you'll be glad to know i've made it to to the bottom of the steps and um i i was talking to you um uh, a little while ago from from the outside and i spoke about how how nice a place it it is how how sort of fresh and airy it is um as soon as you enter this space it does feel quite quite the opposite really um it's i mean it, it's it's a cellar it it does feel um oppressive but this is not um one of those sort of uh sort of mo modern sellers then as it were this this is it feels it feels it's an old old cellar there's old stone walls thick stone walls you know the, the kind of thick stones that look look like look like they're sweating uh, almost you know and they've probably got hundreds and hundreds of tales to tell um it's very very musky down here very claustrophobic um i mean i'm i'm looking around myself now for the first time with um you know it, the the lighting is dim so i can't really see a lot myself um but th 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 this isn't one big room it's worth stressing that you know i i say i say the cellar um but but there, there there's multiple rooms down here it's not one cellar it's it's like it's like a labyrinth um um, and obviously, the, the first bit you enter has got the the barrels and, and the bottles, the, the the barrels of beer, the bottles of beer, and there's, and there's booze, booze all over the place. But I mean, there are there, there are shadows, there are hidden corners. There's I mean, there's a corridor. There's corridors leading off this cellar into other parts of the cellar. So when I say it's a big cellar, I mean it's 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 a big, big, big cellar. It's like. Um, uh, I mean, it's practically an entire floor, um, but a floor that is underground, and and it, and it feels it feels underground. You know, it does feel like like um, like like history is is sort of pushing down on you uh, on you down here. If that isn't too too poetic, um, 
but I'm here with with six other people. I, well, I, th- I think I think we're all one. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all we're all down here now. And even with six people, even with experts, and even with all these these lights and equipment, it does feel really creepy. Um, and I can, I can totally totally understand why some people work in here. You know, if if they pop down on their own to 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 change a barrel or something, I I can totally totally get um, why why somebody might feel nervous popping down. Um, and if you know, if if as as Jordan was saying, if while they're down here, they hear um, they hear voices or they feel they feel um, hands or something on them. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I I I sympathise totally, and I would also <laughs> scream and run a mile as well. But I hope. Uh, well, it, well, I was going to say, I hope that doesn't happen to me in, in a weird way. I hope it does, because this this um, w- would be a slightly wasted journey otherwise. But at the same time, I hope it doesn't because, um, yeah, because it's a bit um, it's a bit creepy. But let, look, let, 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 let me let me get my my bearings and I'll give you another update soon. Yeah, That's good. It goes on, doesn't it? Yeah. What's the story of the gentleman? You know what I said earlier about uh, when I first came in, about a gentleman who used to live here? Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, it's recording here if I need this. Um, This used to be the office, the the office for the the pub. Right. And he was just a child at the time. He said he was about 10. Um, And he was in the office. Um, like his parents were on the bar or something and the two doors the door over here and the door in the office both slammed shut when he was in it um, but that's the story that stuck out the most of him and he said when he was living upstairs he had so much so many things and, mm. and whatnot. but they, they moved the office they did because they, all the whole family like felt things down there and things were happening doors closed and stuff they just moved the office they go oh, we better get over there what, what was that story from down, down the end yeah, yeah. What is above us? So right down what, the end. Right, up the, right above the end corridor you can't access. What's um, above? Above you is where we were in the gig room by the stage. Is that? Or just, just that area over there, really. Right, okay. Um, there is, I, I, if I go around, I could probably open the door for that part down by there if you want me to. Okay. No one's up. We didn't leave anyone up there, did we? No. No. Okay. Why are you, you're, you're something down there? Yeah, there's a bit of a cliffhanger there. Yeah, there are noises yeah. down there, but there could be the electric, but it doesn't sound like the electric. Yeah. It was like a knocking. Yeah. Well, I guess the staff, they wouldn't go and go to the electric, they'd come down, they'd turn the down. It's like obviously the stock for you that they, they get. Yeah. Oh, it's the stock. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're, they're happy to come here to grab stock. But then it's not happy to go to where the kegs are and in that corridor over there. They, they, if they got to change a keg, they want me to come down with it. Come down with them. And that's where you were. Yeah. Is that psychological though? Because they can come down and see what's here, but they can't see what's possibly, up there. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah. But like, two, two of my members of staff, Kate and Beck, are both um, here. The gentleman down here. So where, where is this? This part here is at the street we were waiting at, is it? Um, up to... It's like you need the voices out there now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's all that bad street level there. That's the street there. Yeah, yeah that's it. Because that was some funny... Yeah, I know. 
Hello, uh, me again. Um, obviously. Um, so, we, we've been down here now l- looking around, looking at certain bits. Um, th- th- there's one part of the cellar which I, sh- I should point out for the sake of sort of um, clarity where um, some, presumably some members of staff have written some um, funny messages on the wall for us, like a kind of r- red rum from the shining kind of writing, uh, which on, on the one hand, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, quite, it's quite funny that somebody is, is sort of obviously sort of um, prepared for us and put, us, put a bit of a joke on the wall beforehand. The downside with those kind of things is that um, if 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 you're aware that somebody thought it would be funny to to to, to prank you in some way, if if anything potentially genuine happens, um, you've always got that in the back of your mind that there could be someone uh, someone messing with you. But there are certainly um, little 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 presents, let's say, that people have left left down here for us. But on a more serious note. Um, there is there is one part of the cellar that um, Cymru, Cymru Paranormal have been drawn to in um, in particular. Now that they they didn't know this, they still well they're about to know because I'm talking I'm talking aloud. But that there has been the sighting of something in this particular spot uh, before today, um, which which I was uh, sort of made aware of beforehand, which they didn't know, but nevertheless that they have been drawn to this particular spot. And while while we've been here, we have heard um, uh, what what appear to be some kind of sounds. Um, it's it's hard to describe, and I, I I don't know if I've captured any, but there sounds almost like it sounds a bit like. Like, almost like a bus rumbling overhead, but we know uh, that you know, there might be buses in the vicinity. But I mean, directly, directly above us is is a pub. There's no there's no road above our heads right now, as it were. Um, so this could be um, a rumble from 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 somewhere. But it has that 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 kind of feel to it. Um, what what is what is um, holding us up at the moment is that this particular spot, which is at the end of a creepy corridor, um, is it it's it's barricaded with. Um, with junk, I guess. Well, it's barricaded with sort of old chairs and things. Uh, we can't get any, any, any further. Um, but what, what from talking to um, from from Jordan just now, um, he he's told us that, and and I I've said this this cellar is huge. This this really puts into perspective how huge this is. He's told us that there's actually two doors into the cellar. We've come down the main door where where the bar staff would come down to get to the second half of the cellar. The second half of this, it's like a city down here to get to the second part. Um, and to, to hopefully get behind this 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 pile of junk to to investigate those sounds, we need to go back upstairs again to walk through the building and to come back down from the other end and then just almost sort of to retrace our steps in reverse and come towards where we are now, if that if that makes any sense at all. But anyway, so what we're going to do is um, the, the, the the experts have um, singled out a particular place of interest where we've heard strange sounds, where I know people in the past have reported some kind of apparition. And in order to access that, we are now heading back upstairs. And the next time you hear us, I imagine it will be um, it will be downstairs or, or, or heading downstairs on the other side. Yeah. But enjoying it? Yeah. You enjoying it so far? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to taste for it. Uh, I'm, uh, although as we head down into the second cellar... <laughs> yes. And maybe... Uh, On some very dodgy steps. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, don't fall. Oof, yeah, this one's... Uh, uh, Oof, yeah. a different environment. Yeah, I mean, it's lighter, isn't it, but uh, the air... Yeah, this is the... Yeah. The, the, these steps are really a bit steeper again, just so you know. So I'm I'm talking to you now from the bottom of the stairs heading down to the other side of the cellar, and I can tell you straight away it's while the stairs again were a little a little bit risky, um, it's a much much more pleasant um, experience over this side. I mean, it's still. Um, it's it's still underground, of course. There's no windows looking outside, so you still have that kind of um, sort of slight oppressiveness to it. But um, th th there's much more light. You know, it, it's had a lick of paint and things in in this part. Um, we can access the other side of the cellar. We can reach that point of interest I, I spoke about on um, the last update, but. In order to, to to get to it, it's a very narrow corridor, so there's only sort of one or two of us that can go in at a time. All, all six of us couldn't go in there. And to, to, to access it, there's a room uh, that we're currently, currently in, which is a permanent band rehearsal room. Um, which, uh, which, which frankly is, is is amazing. I don't I don't play music myself anymore, but if I did, I would have loved um, to um, to have a, a facility like this. It's totally totally soundproof, um, so you can use it uh, any time of day or night. Um, which of course adds an interesting element to what I was saying earlier about noise phenomena down here. Because if it was something like the the, the rumbling of the bus, say or something, um, you you would expect a soundproof room to maybe. Um, I, I, I'm no expert on this, but I would imagine if there was a sound inside the room, obviously it would trap it inside. But but sounds outside the room, you would imagine would be would be silenced or deafened in some way. So um, we're going to see what what sort of audible sounds we can pick up in 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 this part. But there's this 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 amazing band rehearsal room now, um, which you can walk through to get that other point point of the cellar um we're going to have some time in this space now and I'll, I'll give you an update soon on on what if anything um happens next so what was the noise up there was that explained or that's water okay that's fine <laughs> yes <laughs> but you heard something over here hmm. what did it sound like like someone moving a piece of furniture oh right but that's where we just came from, so assuming there's no one playing tricks yeah. on you. Would you like me to open that door? Uh, can you open it easy? Are you sure? Yeah, no problem at all. You see further up the corridor then, don't we? Yeah. So anybody that does band practice, have they ever experienced anything here? Uh, this one's permanently hired by one band, this practice room. Right. Was, we have got another one on So they spend one. quite a bit of time here then? They spend quite a bit of time and they, um, they also don't like being in the room. Um, Can't they? No, they've, they did up until, because they just done a bit of work in here, they, that door over there, they did screw shut because um, the drummer, um, the door opened on the drummer. Right. So he, uh, they got a little bit freaked out. It. Yeah, a little bit freaked out. And what's behind that door? A corridor doesn't go anywhere. Oh, um, doesn't it? No. Doesn't so go it probably anywhere. goes into the next building. Uh, not nothing at all. No? It's 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 because um, it's, the next building has got a cellar, 
just this building has. And it, oh, it's oh. just it's just a, a corridor, and it goes down and behind this oh, wall okay. as well. It does go to it. It must have been used as storage. This is originally a ke- like a Cascade keg room yeah. when it first opened. So I presume it was storage, if anything. Right. It's just bizarre. So when your phone is telling you stay 1.5 meters to the subject and there's nobody there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is that an old ghost hunting trick? See what the phone tells you. So what are these pipes for, do you know? Sorry, Chris, I'm just trying to get out of the way. Yeah, the series now, and all these buildings are gas in the mid-90s. So there's no gas, there's nothing inside them. So we've been down here now for a few hours. We are going to be looking at wrapping things up before too long. But there are some interesting things I wanted to just bring you up to speed with quickly. Um, the the first one, uh, since we've been down here, Jordan's managed to get hold of the previous owner. Um, he, he's had some messages or WhatsApps, whatever they are, um, because the, the, the previous owner had the, their own team come and investigate, their own people come and look at whatever it was that they, they were experiencing here. And it's quite... Um, it's fascinating, really, to see what, what differs from our invest. I mean, we, we, we haven't been here long, in fairness, but what differs from our investigation, but also at the spooky coincidences. There are some things which do overlap, which I always I always love that when you sort of um, corroborate things with, with someone who is totally independent and you see these, the, these patterns emerging. And I'm not for a second saying that it is paranormal. We could have both, uh, both teams could have encountered the same totally natural phenomena but i do like that that synchronicity that two separate teams uh, at two totally different times years and years apart have picked up on similar things and there are some little little things there that i'd like to to look into in a bit more depth um after after this investigation but one thing in particular that this well i either this team or certainly somebody that the last owner had in did which uh, which I find quite quite interesting is that by all accounts they banished the evil the evil evil energy evil spirits whatever whatever you want to call it but they banished the evil now this this makes a few assumptions here first of all it makes the assumption that yes there was something here that needed banishing needed removing in the first place secondly it makes the assumption that it was in some sense evil and that does pose the possibility if that was if there was an evil something then would that also mean there was the opposite would that mean there was a good something in which case if only the evil has been done away with and i'm not for a second saying this is what happened but just bear with me on this one if the evil has been done away with then in theory if there was a good, there was a lot of ifs and buts and maybes with this, but if there was a good, then that good could well still be here. And maybe if indeed anything is trying to communicate with us, and it does seem to be, uh, if if indeed something is, it's doing it uh, through, through, through sound. If indeed that is, does that mean it's a, a, a good, a good uh, noisy, a good noisy spirit or spirits? Uh, in which case, that's slightly more comforting than any any evil ones trying to scare us away with sounds. But what I what I can say is, and it's quite quite frustrating, is that we all seem to be 
picking up on sounds. I think I think all six of us now have heard sounds in different places at different times. It's proving incredibly tricky to capture any of this on on my recording device, which I'll, I'll be honest isn't the best. I'm just walking around with 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 a handheld microphone. But we hear we we seem to be hearing things above us, below us, to the left, to the right, in corridors, in other rooms, and we can't really come up with a single definition either i mean to, to me personally when i first heard it it sounded to me like like the rumbling of a bus um o- overhead not that there could be a bus overhead but it was that kind of earth shaking heavy tire kind of a sound um other people other people have described uh, what sound like so straightforward uh, knocks or taps as they might be um l- louder banging and kicking e- even thunder and things have come up we we've had all these the, these different descriptions but certainly people seem to be picking up noises especially here in this in this soundproof room so what i'd like to do now for the, for the next part of this this investigation is we are going to focus on trying to um trying to sort of pinpoint these the these sounds to try me to capture something on my on my rubbish microphone ideally but if not to get a clearer idea of what they might be where they might be coming from and then after that um, i'd like to wrap things up by having a chat with the the experts from Cymru paranormal so we're, we're going to do that next we're going to try and capture some of this, this this sort of audio phenomena on on microphone and then afterwards you're going to hear from sarah and leanne who are going to give us their their opinions their views on what they think may or may not have been happening here at the bunko so let's um keep keep those ears peeled let's uh, let's listen out for some sounds every few seconds or something if it was going over a drain or something out there but it's really random if you haven't heard it for a few minutes but previously i'd heard it two times within a few seconds and then nothing for a minute and then again and then nothing for a good few minutes i don't know if it's a total coincidence but it tends to happen when i stop recording so i just press stop then to save the last chunk (laughs) and then you said there's a noise and now i've pressed it again and now now it's gone again so Right. What was that? Sorry about music. I can't perform. So. Oh. Uh, I'm shy. I've heard um, music is good for energy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so music creates energy, and so what we want when we're investigating is energy. So that's why you'll have paranormal investigators talking or laughing, and all of that is creating energy. Oh, so it's right. about being as normal as possible. So in this room, for example, this is where they use for band practice, or so they'd chill and talk. So that's what you need to replicate right. when you're investigating. Right. So um, so it's, yeah, it's like, like if we're doing, uh, right. or in right. the past we've done a hotel, and so certain rooms, so there's no point us just going in there and just sitting quietly, is there? So we'll make a cup of coffee, we'll sit on the bed, we'll do things as residents or what the experience is, what they were doing at the time of the experiences. Yeah. So, because you're trying to replicate then. It's like role playing, isn't it? Yes. Almost, uh, yeah. Yeah. You could almost even but go energy in, is in good. costume things and... Mm. Energy, laughter, it's all good. Yeah, we've had jokes and laughter. Yeah. And yeah. Singing. yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Singing does it a lot as well. Yeah. yeah. If you can get a ghost laughing, you've really done that, haven't you? <laughs> 
They don't necessarily laugh with us. I suppose yeah, so all, the, all really speaking, all the singing is down the centre of the yeah. building as well. Yeah. The stages here, the rehearsal rooms. Yeah, because we're right above where yeah. people are constantly dancing. Yeah. Do they, they dance they, anymore on my show and my age? No, they do. They dance a lot in Ernerant. Yeah. yeah. They're dancing yeah. Um, so, Well, they still dance. But yeah, so you've got this area of the building is all uh, an energy connection, isn't it? Yeah, and I wouldn't want to be the drummer there. No, yeah. you wouldn't? No. Well, that's, that's no. saying about the door. Which you is why the drummer didn't want to be there. Not even because of the door. Because before I went in, yeah. there's almost like somebody being hit over the head. No way. Yeah, I, w I wouldn't sit there if I was the drummer. There's no way. I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't tell no, him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. tell him that because he no. probably wouldn't. So they said that they, they, they felt the door open um, a while ago and they, they, they screwed that door shut. They did. Um, they, they've only opened it recently, just put some stuff in there. They mm. haven't screwed it back shut. They haven't. Mm. But um, yeah. They will now if they listen to Mark's recording what Leanne just <laughs> said. Yes. I don't know if I but when I. When I went for that, I could smell, it has a strange smell. Yeah, it's a musky kind of like, yeah. extremely cold there as well, with that, with that door, it's extremely yeah. cold. Yeah, the rest of the Did you hear that as well? Mm. Yeah. That was the rumble, wasn't it? The, uh, mm. Yeah. It's really warm, don't you, isn't it? But very warm, the whole basement's very, very warm, apart mm. from... Yeah. In there. Which is quite unusual. It's a confined space as well, so you'd expect it to be warmer. Because mm. it's a pretty large space, isn't it? Space. Mm. Obviously, it's warmer in here now because we're all in here, but yeah. no one in the basement's cold. That's a fuck, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Or someone's stomach. Yeah. I don't think that's. Yeah. Your eyes widened then, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Reviewing. band a mix of male, female? All male, the band do. All male. Them. All male, yeah. Just going to pick the drunk at the door there. We do, we waiting for the rumble, are we? Yeah, what do you think um, noises in old pubs might be? Do you think um, there's an explanation for it, or do you think it's there could be something that, you know, quite paranormal about it? Well, you need, first of all, to um, tick off what is normal. So the noises that you would normally expect to hear in any building. Um, in a pub in particular, you have fridges, chillers, etc. Um, so you need to know what those sounds are. Again, you've got natural sounds from heating pipes, water. So you would know exactly what was normal. Uh, so you discount all of those. Um, and then you start recording what you're picking up the times that you're picking it up. Has anybody else heard that? Uh, is there a reason for that? So you start um, trying to find a reason why that particular noise has been happening. Uh, and you just constantly go back questioning. Um, and it could be shadows. So is there a light in a particular way? Is there a window? Is there a mirror? There are reflections, glass on pictures. Um, you'd be surprised, you know, the... Uh, for example, these drums, their reflective surface. So could they be creating what people perceive or they're seeing an apparition? Um, so you discount all of that and then you try constantly. It's just about asking continual questions. 
Right, thank you very much both. And what are your first impressions of Bunkhouse? It's an interesting building. Um, not, uh, you know, we're not talking about centuries old, uh, but it's, it's all the areas we've seen so far are very interesting. Do you think though, because you, you mentioned not centuries old, but there's something, we don't know what, but there's been something on this site for a long time. So would going back through the history books and trying to work that out, would that help? Yes, absolutely. Um, we would look at doing that after we've investigated. Um, so we try and keep an open mind as much as possible. So uh, getting encounters from people who have experienced is really good because we can tailor certain areas, try and replicate what they experienced as it happened again. Um, and then uh, when we start to collate all the information that we've gathered, we can look back through the history, um, see you know what was actually on this site previously, uh, as far back in history as we can possibly go. Um, and it's quite surprising what could potentially come up once you've done that correlation uh, that could be linked to what people have been experiencing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be bad history that you're looking for, does it? it doesn't you know you don't have to look and say the blitz and things being no, destroyed. Absolutely. You can be looking at happy history, no. couldn't you? And people yeah. people dancing yeah. things. So so it's it's about energy. Um, uh, with the paranormal so that could be bad energy it could be positive energy so here is a very positive place uh, we've been sat down in the basement where they do band practice there's lots of positive energy going on here above us there's a room where people on weekends in the evenings they're happy they're dancing lots of music so lots of positive energy but that doesn't necessarily mean that there hasn't been negative energy in in a place or on a piece of land and that can also continue because that's that's negative so something very bad could have happened um which is stored with negativity so so both really and um, when we, cause we were talking earlier that by all accounts a previous owner did banish the bad energy for want of a better word mm -hmm. bad, bad spirits whatever they might be but the good ones presumably are still here is that some is that a concept you'd go along with? Can that happen? Can the bad ones come back? Can you pick and choose? What were your thoughts on that? It depends on what he felt he's um, removed from here. What what was he experiencing that he feels that he's um, banished or bad evil spirits and retained just good ones? So well, just distracted by that noise. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was strange. That, that wasn't you, Chris. No, 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 it wasn't. It was I looking at him. Yeah. Thing, it was, was, it was, it was like the symbol. Yeah. It was yeah. like I think it was that ice. Was it the ice? Thing? The ice machines are yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was it? It's oh, I thought I bumped into symbol, but looking, there's no symbol. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I was going to ask Leanne next about some of the That's experiences, but let's finish this because I was expecting that to be roughly. So, come on, what's my Right on, right on cue. Talking about Paz Energy, we just have a message. So, is that what we want? A message to say yes, yes, I'm still here. Well. We can't explain that yes. at the moment, so I wouldn't like to say that was paranormal, but we, you know, again, that could be something that's noted and we try and replicate that. Yeah. So at the time we were talking about bad energy, good energy, you know, evil, etc. Um, and then, you know, there was that experience. And we get a potential, potential proof. Yeah, yes. let's, let's try and replicate that at some point. 
Hello, this is the voice of Mark in the future. Yes, I'm interrupting my own podcast here because I wanted to pop up quickly and explain what exactly is going on right now because um, you've just heard uh, an unexpected moment because as mentioned, we had reached pretty much the end of our investigation. We were wrapping things up, having a final chat with Sarah and Leanne from Cymru Paranormal. Uh, and I'll play you the end of that conversation once once Mark from the future shuts up again and goes back to the past. But it was at this point we picked up what I think is the most interesting piece of evidence of the investigation. Because while we were all sitting there in that band rehearsal room, listening to Cymru Paranormal, in the far corner of the room, which is well out of arm's reach, was the drum kit. Now, behind this drum kit is a door which, weirdly, Jordan was telling us, was locked up down here because the drummer was getting freaked out by this door seemingly opening and feeling like maybe there was someone behind him or something, somebody coming out of it, almost like a like an Edgar Allan Poe story. Because this corridor, to make it even creepier, leads absolutely nowhere. If you open that door and go out there, it is just a solid brick corridor leading absolutely nowhere. And unless, you know, unless you're going to um, use it for Edgar Allan Poe type purposes, I have absolutely no idea what anyone would want it for. Now, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because besides the fact that other people believe there is something weird going on in this corner, as we were all talking to Camry Paranormal on the other side of the room, we heard one of the symbols on the drum kit crash. It it sounded like somebody crashed one of the symbols on the drum kit. Now, I'll talk about this in more detail at the end of the podcast. I'll catch up and have a chat with Chris at the end about this. But what I will say for now is that, again, I have to stress this, while it might not necessarily be paranormal, it certainly stopped us in our tracks, as you hear from that recording. And while we laughed about it at the time, when we stopped to think about it, none of us have any idea how that symbol crashed. But anyway, this is Mark from the future Checking out for now, I'm going to send you back to the past and we're going to pick up with Cymru Paranormal from the moment that symbol crashed. So, um, yes, I, I think what, what I was thinking was again, this is all hypothetical, but if there was an evil spirit and you could work out a way to remove it, it seems a bit powerful to me to just get rid of all of them. To just say all evil spirits go, and it's almost like how do you decide who's evil and who's not? Yeah, exactly. You know, is it up to them yeah. to decide? And and you know, people do wrong in life, don't they? Does it necessarily mean you know? How can we define that they're evil? Yes. So then we're talking about possessions, and you know, we're talking about a whole different ball game. Yes. Um. So. Um, Maybe that's why they're hanging around. Yeah. They're paying their uh, paying their penance. Yeah. Yes. And uh, what I wanted to ask as well, uh, Leah, well, both of you, but I know Leanne in particular, you've mentioned some things. Um, we haven't been here long at all, mm-hmm. but there are a couple of things you might look into. Is that right? And a couple of sounds yes. and feelings? There's been a few noises, a few rumbles. Obviously, we're quite new to the area, so we, we would first of all check out whether it, it is something, maybe a road noise outside or maybe an adjoining building um, that might be causing something like that. Um, but there's been quite a few rumbles that are a bit sort of sporadic. Um, 
which at the moment we can't, you know, we can't explain. We're not saying it's paranormal, but also we can't really explain what it might be. Yeah. Also, just out in the the one corridor, there's been a few few noises, which again we we yet to sort of check out what they are exactly just yet. It's always good to spend a little bit of time in in the location, whatever location we're at, to mm. try and get a really a good sense of the building. So we, we like to scan around a lot and try to work out what things could possibly be explained, first of all. Yeah. Um, so like, like Sarah was saying, try to recreate those, try to listen out differently for them, try and capture the noises and try to find some sort of, sort of explanation where possible. And initial impressions seem to be head downstairs. Of course, that's, that's what we were told. People have, have reported well, things in the past, well, and that's I kind would, of where we've been drawn yeah. to so I would look at a team upstairs, a team downstairs. Oh, okay, team so, work. Well, obviously team work. Yeah, well, because what you, what we want to try and do is to correlate information. So if you've got a team upstairs and they are, you know, carrying on their normal business, but they're actually making a log of things that are happening, um, and then there's a team down here, they're doing exactly the same. Um, it could be that they've experienced something very similar that they can't explain upstairs that is down here as well. So so that's, you know, I would look at splitting the team into sub-teams. Excellent. And one thing I really want to ask both of you about, because you both mentioned this now, over where the drum kit is, over where the poor drummer has to sit with his back to that door, is that the uh, the point you'd pick out as the most interesting point and somewhere you'd, you'd focus on in a full, full investigation? Uh, I'd go with both sides, to be honest. Yeah, I would go for both sides, and I would go for the doorway into the corridor there. So there's definitely two, at least two points of interest then that you yeah. won't come back. So, so maybe if we ask really nicely, we can come back and do a follow up at some time and try it. Uh, after, after, um, by a couple, couple of, of spirits. And, uh, yeah, yeah, a couple of spirits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it would be great. Yeah, interesting building. Actually, do you know, what, what are your social media handles? No? Uh, can we paranormal? Nice and easy. Can be paranormal. Can be paranormal. We haven't posted a lot on social media lately, to be honest, but uh, or our website, canbeparanormal.com. Well, this is your incentive. You can post this when I'm finished. Yeah, we'll post this. Post it with this. Post it with the video. Yes. <laughs> And this is Mark from the future talking to you once more, or rather Mark from the present, I should say, because we have at this point now wrapped things up. Our investigation at the bunkhouse has come to an end. After that last interview you heard, we didn't really pick up on anything more besides there was the occasional noise, the, these noises we picked up throughout that we couldn't determine a source from. And the conclusion from Cymru Paranormal at the end was that the bunkhouse was very much a place that requires further investigation and we will be heading back there for further investigation and there might even be an opportunity for you to join us. More on that soon. Now, as I've said before on this podcast, unlike what you might see on some film and TV shows, a paranormal investigation isn't usually something you can do in a single day or a single night. I mean, unless unless you go there and totally disprove something nice and quickly, in which case it's job done. But usually things require repeat visits. And the idea is you go back again and again and again, either until you disprove something, or if not, you end up with some pretty good evidence that might suggest there is something more 
paranormal going on. Now, with this particular investigation, the main points of interest that we've got that deserve further attention are, of course, determining where these sounds are coming from, what the source of these sounds are. More importantly, what caused that symbol to crash? That is the one that really is baffling all of us. And of course, there is that particular point of interest that Cymru Paranormal were drawn to, that the experts were drawn to, and which is known to have a previous reputation for having something there in the darkness. We now have three things to really zoom in on to really focus on when we return or maybe when the group return with or without me and that is when they will take again i'm no expert on this but this is when other recording equipment might be taken more sensitive recording equipment more specialized recording equipment more you, you'll have to ask them for the correct terms but this is when they go there with much more of a plan in mind this first investigation was very much a let's have a chat with the owner and see what happens now we've had that chat now we've seen what happens we know what to go in there and focus on in particular now, if you've been listening to this podcast and you've been thinking to yourself, I'd really love to go to the bunkhouse in Swansea myself. Well, as a punter, it's open for live music every Wednesday to Sunday, most weeks. I mean, check the website before going there unannounced. But most weeks, Wednesday to Sunday, there's live music or live DJs or whatever's going on. If you just fancy popping in for a few shandies and if when you're there... You do notice any spirits, alcoholic or otherwise, be sure to let us know what is going on. And I did mention there might be an opportunity to join myself there and to join maybe some of the others on this podcast, maybe everyone who was on this podcast in the future. I am hoping, I am really hoping I can arrange something at about Christmas time, but this does depend on a lots of ifs and buts and maybes in my calendar and of course on the bunkhouse's calendar i mean i imagine they're going to be extremely busy as well over christmas but i'd love to do a, a little talk there and a little chat at christmas time if we can sort that out if not watch this space and i will let you know when there's a date in place and of course i will shamelessly promote it all over social media so if you don't want to miss any of these dates follow me on on facebook or twitter or instagram or any of those usual places and and I will let you know as soon as there's a date in the diary. But before we end, before we wrap things up, let's have another quick catch up with Chris Cara to see how he's feeling now at the end of his first ghost hunt. And so for the last time on this episode, let's see if we can summon Chris Cara back one more time. Is anybody there? Can you hear me, Chris Cara? So, Chris, back where we started, and it was, I think it's its safe to say, we can't say nothing happened. Some things did happen. We didn't get that full-bodied apparition, as it were, unfortunately, but we did get some stuff. What are your takeaways from your first ghost hunt? Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't have to hit anyone, which is great. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, uh, it, 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 I said the, the place is nice, as I remember it. Uh, then going downstairs into the cellar, it's a bit creepy we had those uh, the writing on the wall which obviously someone had uh done one of his staff had uh done uh which was funny but uh, you know it, it was yeah it was quite a funny thing to see um but obviously the biggest thing was the symbol uh noise which was at it was around the point of the there's that door that kept opening and kept creeping the drummer out uh and uh, we just i was standing the closest to the drum kit 
we heard the noise. Everyone looked at me like, I think you even said, uh, was that you, Chris? And I, I was standing close to the drum kit, but not close enough to hit it. So that uh, for me, I was like, something happened there because you were talking I think about spirits uh, and bad energy and then the symbol just went so we heard a little noise and uh, for me that that was something I, it could be explained perhaps but there's no wind down there there didn't seem like anything would have fallen onto the symbol and there was no one else around it but me and I was not gonna you know go and create something out of nothing so yeah I I think maybe if that was probably the best thing that could have happened uh, apart from actually seeing a ghost yes I mean I, I need to go back and check the the sound for that symbol one I, I hope I've caught that on uh, on audio at least if not if not on video but like you said you were the nearest person to it so if anyone was messing around it was you and mm. I mean, I, I trust you, Chris. I like to think you're a trustworthy bloke. Plus, plus, you know, you haven't got arms like Plastic Man, so you couldn't, yeah. you know, you couldn't reach across the room to do it. Anyway, the only issue is, as as you mentioned, there were some members of staff who wrote some funny things on the walls. What weren't that to start with? And that does play on, on your mind. Do you think if there are people, you know, having a laugh and a joke when things like that do happen, you think could they? Could they have done something really elaborate or is this totally, totally paranormal? But um, certainly initial impressions and from talking to everyone else, we all seem to think that's one thing that we can't explain easily, isn't it? Yeah, so I, I think you're right there. We do need to uh, look into it a, a bit more. Uh, when I say we, I mean probably the paranormal investigators, <laughs> they, they're the experts here. But um, yeah, you're, well, you're an expert now, Chris. Nah, of course, I, this is my third uh, podcast with you, and uh, my I've done a, a paranormal investigation. Now I am an expert. Yes. But what, one thing I will say was, I, I said I, I was close to the drum kit. I, I know I couldn't have bumped into it because initially I heard the noise, that's the cymbal noise. I looked at myself as like, oh, I bumped into the drum kit, turned around, and the drum kit was a good what two foot away from me. Yeah. And Jordan, the owner, uh, he said no. I was looking at him the whole time. He didn't move. So. That that's the one reason because if Jordan had said, "Oh yeah, Chris bumped into the drum kit," I'd be like, "That's what I did," but I didn't feel anything. I was a good two foot away from it, so and it's just hard to explain. So that's uh, and I'm not saying it's definitely that was definitely a, a spirit uh, contacting us, but who knows? Who knows? And the the way the way that the experts would work in this situation, Chris, is ghost hunts. Despite what you know, you might see on some TV shows and things, they're not supposed to be one night things. You know, you go there in the dark and then you leave the next day. You're supposed to go back and back until you can prove or disprove something so now that we have this we can take this away look into it look at those recordings look at the circumstances surrounding it and then go back there so we will definitely be heading back at some point this year are you up are you brave enough chris for a return visit or a return ghost hunt at the bunkhouse yeah i think so i think it was quite a as the paranormal investigators were saying it's quite a, a friendly place it doesn't seem to be like evil uh an evil kind of presence or an evil uh feeling you know uh, it, it seemed to be quite a, a happy place um so yeah I'd, I'd be happy to go back and um, one thing you were saying then is it's it's worthwhile doing it a couple of times because yeah if you go in the night in the dark when everyone's already quite anxious because it's dark and it's creepy you're more likely to hear something or see something so i think yeah going a couple of different times different times of the day um uh, yeah you, you're more likely to get a, a well-rounded view of what's happening but yeah long story short I, I would be happy to come back in that case chris consider yourself a member of the team and i'll get on the case and i'll get us back there before the end of the year 
Excellent. And quickly, before I let you go, Chris, do you want to give your own podcast a shout out as you're on here? Uh, yeah. So if you listen to the last episode, you'd have heard me talking about uh, my own podcast, Planet Health, uh, and it's uh, an exploration of uh, the healthiest cultures and traditions around the world. So it's just a fun look at uh, health and well-being uh, around the world. So yeah, check it out, Planet Health. Uh, and also the Halloween episode, which I think came out on the 25th, whenever this is, this, this is going out, uh, that features you. So, um, of features course, your me. fans, your fans yes. will enjoy that. Planet Health, go and check it out. Avoid the Halloween episode or you'll have to listen to more rubbish from me. Cheers, Chris. Thanks, Mark. All of which brings me to the end of another Halloween episode of the Ghosts and Folklore podcast. And as mentioned, this is the second of two Halloween episodes. If you haven't already, be sure to go back and check out the last one. And I do these Halloween specials every year. So if you're a new listener, you can go back and listen to the last four years worth of them now. And I also try and do a live ghost hunt once a year as well. Previous episodes have included uh, Newton Hall in Deneva with my, my good friend Ronnie, or the, the last time I was in Swansea with Cymru Paranormal, which was at the 1940s Museum. And you can find all of those episodes amongst the, the 130 episodes now. Yes, this is 130 episodes of this rubbish now that I've recorded. Um, so if you want to check out any of those please do go back and have a rummage around and if you don't want to miss any of the future episodes of course be sure to press the subscribe button if you enjoyed this episode please consider liking it reviewing it rating it and if you really enjoyed it and you want to wish me a very happy halloween you can support the podcast by treating me to a coffee via my website which as regular listeners will know is always pumpkin spiced at this time of year if you'd like more Ghosts and Folklore from Wales, you can follow me on social media, as mentioned. And as well as this podcast, I've written a number of books about similar weird and wonderful subjects which are available from all good bookshops offline and on. You can find a full list on my website, which includes my new book, Paranormal Cardiff, which is on sale very very soon and i'll be talking about that a lot more on the next episode the next episode will be dedicated to paranormal cardiff and also i did mention there would be an opportunity to actually watch a video connected with this episode and ant is indeed preparing a video of this to go live if all goes to plan on halloween itself on october the 31st don't blame me if it is delayed for some reason but as far as i know from october the 31st you can watch video footage of this investigation on ant's youtube channel which is beyond the bleak tv beyond the bleak tv i'll include a link below or in the description or in one of those places people like this say they'll put links wherever they go i will include a link so you can just click on it but if you'd rather go to youtube you can search for it and of course i don't mention this enough but i also have my own youtube channel where i upload every episode of this podcast so if you'd prefer to watch it there you can also subscribe to my channel and if and when i do get any of my own video footage sorted that is where it will go so if you subscribe now you'll get a nice surprise at some point when you wake up one day visit the channel and there is a video from me waiting for you now on that note it just leaves me to say 
Thank you very much for listening. Dioch and Varian Amprando. I've been Mark Reese. This has been my Ghosts and Folklore podcast beaming to you from Wales to the world. And remember, if you do go to the local pub this Halloween and you hear the sound of a cymbal mysteriously crashing in the darkness, ask the landlord if they have a drum kit in the cellar. Who knows what might be lurking down there? Maybe it's being haunted by the ghost of a restless drummer. Until next time, happy Halloween. Nos kalan gaev hapis and nos da. Thank you.